Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Moyes Health Podcast. Welcome to 2023. Good Christmas? Hope so. Anyways, in the next 20 minutes or so, we're going to hopefully set you guys up for January and make sure that the typical New Year's resolution actually comes to fruition this year and hopefully the results that you achieve in the process of embarking on that resolution actually stick. So, sit back, relax, hopefully you've indulged and enjoyed your Christmas as you damn well should have done because life is about balance and, you know, for fuck's sake, if you can't enjoy Christmas, what is the point in doing all of this? But now is the time for action, now is the time to get back to work, and now is the time to achieve. So, onwards into this first episode of 23. So first things first, welcome to January. That time of the year when we're all feeling a little bit guilty for some overindulgence, some uh, a little bit of um, kicking the ass out of the calories, to use a technical term. But that's Christmas. And I personally am a big believer that that's kind of a big part of the point of Christmas. Yes, there's the giving, etc. But what I mean is, is that we're all so focused on work and things that we need to do throughout the year and yes we get our holidays our little bits of downtime but I'm a big believer in an appropriate time to work and an appropriate time to ease off the gas and I think Christmas is a great opportunity to combine easing off the gas to combine indulgence with also celebrating your loved ones and enjoying that time with the people around you so first and foremost This time of the year is synonymous with guilt, and I'm not a fan of that. I don't think, regardless of how your Christmas went, you should feel guilty for indulging and enjoying some extravagant foods or portions and a little bit of randomness and lack of routine. Because at the end of the day, it's only a few days. If you stayed mindful and sensible during that kind of period between Christmas and New Year, it's probably not catastrophic through any stretch of the imagination. And yes, although calories are important and exercise is important and movement is important and controlling all of these things is important, I am a big believer that you need to pull back from time to time and you need to just indulge and see food as food and flavor and enjoyment every now and then and not just see the caloric value. But with every yin, there is a yang. And if you're not doing the work throughout the year and you're not mindful the majority of the time and sensible the majority of the time, then you're going to find it very, very difficult to indulge and not feel guilty for it. A little bit like spending. You know, if you spend like a decade all the time, then it's probably not going to lead to a very good life. You're going to be in debt and life is going to be tricky. But if you're controlled with your spending, you're budgeting most of the time, Every now and then, it's nice to just get the credit card and go, fuck it, I'm going to just enjoy. So, like I said, first things first, remove guilt from the equation here. You enjoyed it, it's what you chose to do at Christmas, and as I said, in my opinion, it's what it's for. But now it's January, the 10th to be precise, and it's time to get back to work. And I waited to record this podcast because this particular year in the UK began on a bank holiday. Monday, I mean, was a bank holiday. The issue with that is that everybody likes to start on a Monday. A clean slate, if you will. 
And so not many people really got the wheels turning last week. A lot of my clients did, but a lot of my clients also kind of just focused on getting their ducks in a row that first week. Just getting organized again, getting back into the swing of things with some planning and shopping, clearing out their houses of the Christmas indulgent foods that are around, and just wiping the canvas clean, ready for this week. So here we are, the second day of the first official week of January, and that's why I wanted to release this podcast now. So you'll get a lovely little notification to go, hey, podcast, right, let's refocus. Plus, I hope you enjoy the new intro. Anyways, first things first. As you are embarking on your 2023 transformation, I'm not going to dig into the intricacies of the science, etc. Because there's previous podcasts like Fat Loss 101 that you can use to explore what is required when it comes to things like fat loss. So I'm not going to dig into that. But the first thing that I am going to say to you is focus on what you do and the why will look after itself. The why that you are doing it. Too many people focus on what they want to achieve they're doing it and they forget to actually just focus on what it takes to get there so many people want to become millionaires but they don't play the lottery or do the work to be able to create a situation which they can build and grow into that millionaire lifestyle probably not the best analogy to use but my point is that don't put the cart before the horse if you focus on what you do the reason why you're doing it will look after itself. But if you only ever focus on the goal and where you want to get to, then you'll ultimately become frustrated and you'll miss the wood through the trees. Your actions is what will dictate your performance, which is what will dictate your outcome. And when it comes to that, organization is key. It's incredibly important that you guys recognize that planning ahead is going to need to be a vital part of what you're doing. If you just fall into each day, you're going to have a pretty tough time actually being able to adhere to what you want to adhere to and, of course, achieve what you want to achieve. So in pretty much every communique I have with my clients, every freaking post I put up in my academy or my Made by Moyes group or even on Facebook, there is usually some kind of organization mechanic to it. Hell, in my live to my academy last night, I spoke about chess and how my little six-year-old William has got into playing chess, which is really cool because it gets him away from a screen and it gets him to use his brain and strategy and ultimately, you probably saw where this was going, think ahead chess you can't win it by just playing your next move or playing the move in front of you you've got to play multiple moves ahead not only your own pieces but you've got to anticipate the moves of your opponent the same is true for fat loss if you want to be successful you've got to plan ahead multiple moves ahead multiple days ahead but you've also got to anticipate the moves of life things are going to come along which are going to get in your way which are going to be obstructions, which are going to cause you to kind of get a little bit ruffled, a little bit off balance, a little bit disturbed. But that's okay, because if we're planning ahead and we expect life to do that, then we're going to find ourselves in a situation where that doesn't derail us. It simply is an obstacle to navigate rather than a brick wall. The other thing I'll say getting into kind of the adherence nutritional side of things is that coming off the back of Christmas and particularly if you're coming off the back of a period of your life where you haven't been the most mindful or the most controlled, 
you're going to find that in the first week, with the changes you're making around your nutrition, the different food choices, the structure, the minimizing kind of picking, snacking, etc., a couple of things are going to come to the forefront. The first is headaches, because chances are you're adapting your sugar intake, which is going to lead to some withdrawal, which is going to lead to some headaches. It's only usually for the first week, first few days, but something to bear in mind. The other thing, and this is the bigger one when it comes to your adherence, which you're likely to find, is that your hunger is higher. Now, you can compensate for this to the best of your ability by firstly getting a good night's sleep making sure that you're consuming plenty of protein plenty of fiber making sure that you've got a structure you know what when and where your next meal is going to come from keeping yourself busy is really key and plus you can also use things like caffeine coffee etc to be able to weather the storm but you are going to find that there is an initial adjustment period but adjust your body will do adapt your body will do hunger is not something which is just linear and that is your hunger your body will change as your routine changes because you're not just manipulating your diet and your caloric intake you're also manipulating your hormones but you've got to be patient and in some cases there isn't always a solution to the problem that you're searching for such as, I am hungry, how do I stop myself being hungry? There are things you need to look at, as aforementioned, but sometimes you do need to recognize that it's simply a case of riding the wave and understanding your body has to go through that sometimes painful adaptation period. But adapt, it will. Next up to mention, stay off the scales. You need to give your body an actual chance to do its thing. Now, at the beginning of January, loads and loads of people were retaining water, found they were a lot heavier, thinking, oh my God, I've put on 10 pounds over Christmas. I had one client that was 11 pounds, in fact. But the fact of that was, not only do you have all the fuckery from the Christmas food, which causes you to retain more water because the higher carb, higher sodium content, but all that food, you consumed it in random amounts. It's unfamiliar to your digestive tract. And then as you begin to refocus, your fiber and protein goes back up, which leads to a lot of digestive weight, constipation, bloating, things like this. Plus, ladies, if you add time of the month or the week before your time of the month into that, then yeah, you have the recipe for one hell of a bloat at the beginning of January and one hell of an increase on the scales at the beginning of January, but that's not necessarily a true reflection of Christmas. And to be honest, a lot of people get led astray by that first January weigh-in thinking, holy fuck, what the hell did I do at Christmas? And it's a little bit of a misleading figure. It's not a true representation of where your weight actually is. It's purely just your body settling back down again and dealing with the onslaught of rich foods <laughs> that you enjoyed over the festive season. And as I said, so you should. So stay off the scales. Don't worry about stepping on the scales a few days into your deficit, a week or so into your deficit. Give your body a chance. And as I said, focus on what you do and the why will look after itself. What I will say, though, is take pictures and use an item of clothing. 
You'd be amazed how many people just regret not taking pictures at the beginning of their programs. Uh, a good set of jeans can be helpful as well, ones that you can't necessarily do up. Um, could be a uniform, could be a gym gear. Uh, again, you want to have metrics which aren't just weight and number related because I promise you this, your weight loss is not going to be linear. You're going to do all of the work, you're going to stay all of the focused, but you're going to step on the scales expecting a loss and you might see stable, you might even see a gain. The scales are not a good device to use as a minute time assessment of progress over time yes the trend of your weight will decrease because obviously you're decreasing an element of your mass in the form of your body fat but from a week to week perspective yes after the first couple of weeks or 10 days of adhering you can start weighing in again but just recognize that it is a data point do not immediately compare one way in to the previous way in because weight loss fat loss in particular doesn't work like that Okay. When you're weighing in, you are weighing a myriad of different factors on your body, including weight and digestive food or digested food, digesting food as well, contents of your stomach, etc. You're weighing shit, you're weighing piss, you're weighing hormones, and like I said, subcutaneous water retention, visceral water retention. So the scales aren't identifying one factor, they're identifying many, and a lot of those are variable. So like I said, take the scales with a pinch of salt, focus first and foremost on your adherence, and build up those data points so that you can review a trend of your weight over time. And contrary to popular belief, if you are obsessive about the scales, sometimes weighing in once a fortnight or once a week can actually be detrimental because you build up this level of anticipation. And then sometimes when people step on the scales and they don't see the result that they want to see, they will then go off on one thinking, oh, fuck it, all that hard work, what's the point? And then they'll binge and fuck over their progress more so. Uh, I know, sounds irrational, but it does happen. And it's a very real problem that people face. So believe it or not, the contrary to this, if you want to fix your relationship with the scales, is weigh-in daily. Then you can either add all those figures up, divide by seven, and there's your weekly average. Uh, or, like I said, take a new low as your, um, as your weight. The reason I say jump on the scales every day, and a lot of people will think, you know, isn't that obsessive? Well, surely anticipating a weigh-in and then obsessing about what that weigh-in is and then reacting emotionally to that weigh-in is more damaging and more obsessive. So jumping on the scales every day is designed to show you the natural fluctuation that your body goes through over the course of the day and over the course of the week. So to understand weighing in, to fix your relationship with the scales, you need to experience that more. But that's a completely separate topic, which to be fair, I could go much further into. Feedback is welcome at Chris Moyes on Instagram. If that's a podcast you want to hear, let me know. Next up, make changes. Don't just follow a plan. The whole world and his wife in the fitness industry, and to be fair, people outside of it, are selling weight loss plans at this time of the year. Um, I wonder why. Maybe it's a good time of the year for people to buy. But make changes in your lifestyle. Make changes. Think about the reason the weight went on in the first place. Think about the bad habits, both surrounding nutrition, caloric intake, and of course, movement as well. Think about these things and focus on how you can adapt and sustainably change them don't just follow a plan 
because in the same way that I'm not a fan of meal plans because they're a temporary structure which you're not going to continue to adhere to, they don't really teach you anything. And if you just follow a plan, you're missing the point. The point is to educate yourself, first and foremost, to understand not only the plan that you are following, following, but also to understand what led to the weight gain in the first place and to find the sweet spot between the plan and the education of the past to find a sustainable approach that works for you. Yes, a calorie deficit will be temporary, but your relationship and how you approach your movement and your exercise should be something which is sustainable and long-term. We want to make lifestyle changes here, not because we're being forced to or because we're being told to, because we understand elements of our life that aren't serving us, and so we need to adapt them to ensure a better quality of life. So like I said, make changes, don't just follow a plan. Next up, be patient. Do you see what I did there? <laughs> in all seriousness, Rome wasn't built in a day. And like I said, you need to give your body a chance to do its thing. 500 calorie deficit per day is going to yield about a pound of fat loss per week. Doesn't necessarily mean you're going to see that on the scales, though, so bear that in mind. 750 calorie deficit per day, pound and a half, 1,000 calorie deficit per day, two pound a week, etc., etc. But you need to be patient because you've got both subcutaneous body fat, which is just under your skin, the shit that you don't like to see, and then you've got visceral body fat, the shit that's going to kill you, that's surrounding your arteries, uh, that is surrounding your organs. So it is important to bear in mind that first, like I said, we need to be patient. And secondly, we need to understand that if we don't necessarily see the progress physically, be that on the scales or in pictures, in the mirror, in our clothes, it doesn't mean that progress is not being made. Because as I said, you need to focus on what you're doing and the why will look after itself. But you need to be patient to give your body a chance because you can't tell it where to take body fat from. It's just going to burn it. It's just going to take it. All you can look after is creating the parameters and the environment for your body to do it. In other words, creating that caloric deficit and your body will do the rest. But you can't tell it how to do its job. It will do it in a way that it chooses to do it based upon genetics and your own physical makeup. But with time persistence, consistency, and as mentioned, patience, you will see the fruits of your labor. So going into your transformation, align your mindset to recognize that you are playing the long game. I'm doing my best here not to link this back to chess again. You're not going to win in the space of a couple of moves. You've got to understand that if you're going to do it, you're in it for the long haul. You've got to be patient. You've got to be calculated. Which brings me quite nicely onto my final point. Eyes down. The whole world and his wife are doing different approaches right now. Some people are removing all the carbohydrates from their diet. Some people are doing dry fucking January. Quick side note on that one, by the way. If you enjoy alcohol, keep it in your life. Getting rid of it for one particular month is going to do bugger all. Okay, just improve your relationship with it. Make it a little bit more sustainable. Don't just get rid of it to then bring it back in again. Fucking pointless. Anyways, I digress. Eyes down. People are cutting carbs. They're cutting alcohol. They're removing takeaways. They're removing all the fun from their life. They're joining weight loss clubs. 
everybody is trying to find their own specific approach. Now, I'm not going to comment too much further on what approaches are correct or not, but if you're listening to this podcast, hopefully what I've either put on social media or if I'm coaching you, what I've said has clearly resonated with you. So I'm going to approach this from my own perspective of simply adhering to the science, not muddying it with bullshit approaches or anything like that, just simple science of creating a caloric deficit, which is fundamentally the only way you can lose body fat. And all of these other things paper over that fact. Oh, look at me. I accidentally went there. Whoops. Anyways, eyes down. Don't get distracted by what someone else is doing. Don't get distracted by someone else's results, especially their first weight loss, etc. Because trust me, that first weigh-in after that initial Christmas one, uh, that first weigh-in when you get you know a week or 10 days or two weeks in is going to be significant. Because your body's going to drop a shit ton of water, a shit ton of glycogen, and therefore you're going to see a significant drop. It's motivating. Brilliant. Use it. And in some cases, those fuckers out there that have got rid of all the carbohydrates and are now boring fucks (laughs) and their life is shit, they're going to see a big old drop, way bigger than your drop. But that doesn't mean that their approach is right and your approach is wrong, despite the fact that they're going to be, in some cases, maybe even belittling you going, oh, look what I've lost, you know, your diet's clearly not working very well, I've clearly done better than you. Judge better, judge success in March or April, because you're in this for the long haul. When it comes to what you're looking to achieve, if you are anything above five pounds of body fat that you want to lose, you're in this for the long haul. Hence why the approach needs to be sustainable. You need to understand some days you're going to feel like it and some days you're not. You need to be patient and you need to follow all of the advice that I've given you in this podcast. And to be fair, go back and visit Fat Loss 101. Can't remember what episode that is. So folks, there we go. A blueprint kicking off the beginning of January. I really don't want to see you guys make the same mistakes as previous years when it comes to the January fat loss, the new year, new me, because there's nothing wrong with you. But there's elements in your life that aren't serving you. Speaking from my particular position, that could be nutritionally, that could be with your movement, could be with your exercise, with your mindset. But obviously, this whole transformation thing does go further than that. It goes to the relationships with the people around you, your relationship with your job, your colleagues, your outlook on life. Doesn't have to be a new year and a new you, but you've got to begin to look at the elements of your life which are detrimenting your overall quality of life. Because arguably, that's what we are doing this all for. So there we go. Remember, going forwards into the month and, of course, going forwards into the year, the best mantra I can give you and one which continues to serve me into my nearly 35th year on this planet, accept the things of which you cannot change, have the courage to change the things that you can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Guys and girls, thank you, as always, for your time, and I will see you on the next one.